What's up, motherfuckers? Hope everyone's doing good, man. This is Aiden Taco Jones. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 10th of July, 2018. Ah, man. I'm in Dublin. Um, First of all, sorry for the sound quality on this. Uh, I mean, if you've been listening for longer than like a couple months, you'll know this is what it used to sound like. And then I bought microphones, but um, little smarty boy over here uh, left his microphone in London, didn't he? So I've been in Dublin for the last week, and I just, I decided that I was only going to take one fucking, how's the wind on that, wait, I'm trying to, I'll tell you guys all about where I'm at right now, after I get out of this fucking wind, oh my god, it's too windy, um, I'm in, uh, I don't know where I am actually, (laughs) I'm, I'm next to some like really beautiful old ass building, in Dublin, it's a beautiful day, and I mean, like the gardens in front of it. Maybe some Dublinese people can tell me where I'm at. I don't know. I just came here because there's no one really sitting here. I'm next to this weird water featurey kind of thing. It's not running, um, so I'm guessing the water's stagnant, which is perfect. Uh, I'm sitting next to a hedge, trimmed hedge, and I'm in the middle of this garden. But it's been it's been hot for like the last two weeks in Dublin, apparently. And, uh, I mean, evidently so, because they don't have any sprinkler systems installed in any of their gardens, so it's like all the grass is dead. Because this fucking cowardly Dublin, uh, cowardly Irish grass can't handle a little bit of fucking drought, can ya? No. Not like good, strong fucking Aussie grass, yeah? Always getting drought ridden. And to be fair, is always yellow, isn't <laughs> Rarely green. Um, yeah, the grass is all fucked in all of their parks, man. It's real funny. I was hanging out with my friend Josephine yesterday. We went to the park. She was on her lunch break from uni. And um, she was like, oh, I know the, the loveliest park. That's not how she sounds at all. <laughs> I just have one Irish accent. <laughs> she goes, I know a really nice park. And we get there. And she's like, oh, 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 it doesn't look very nice at all, really. <laughs> It was all yellow and fucked. Um, I love this city, though, man. It's great. I've been having a great time. I got here on uh, Sunday afternoon. My flight from London cost £136 one way. Um, So that was pretty sweet. That was fucking... I'm actually livid. I'm so fucking angry. It cost me £32 to get back. Or maybe it was even £22 for the flight back. But because... So, all right. I've been telling people about this and they're like, you're an idiot, why didn't you sort that out? So, I had gigs in London on Saturday night and then I had gigs in Dublin on Sunday night, which means I had, from when my gig in London finished until like, you know, so maybe like 11pm on Saturday night till like, let's say 5pm on Sunday, I had that window to get to Dublin and there's no bus or train that leaves at that time. And the cheapest flight leaving in that window was 136 pounds. And I just, I fucked myself. I, I put my own giant dick in my butt and fucked myself on this fucking flight because I should have booked it months ago. I, like, I knew that this was the situation and I just left it because I'm like, oh, I like to be free as the wind because last time I came to Europe, uh, I... Um, I fucking, what did I do? Yeah, like, I, I left so many flights late. 
you know, I like I, I, I didn't take a few flights because I, um, I, my plans changed. I found something fun to do or whatever. And I was like, I'll leave a day later. And I, it probably cost me like three, 400 bucks in December on missed flights. So this time I was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to leave the shit to last minutes, last, last minutes. <laughs> I'm going to leave the shit till last minute sees. And then, um, that's obviously cost me, you know, the other way. Um, Basically, the lesson is never hope, you know, because you'll just fuck yourself in the end. I've just seen a little gap here that I reckon I could jump. Oh, I don't think I could quite make that. This water is like real foul. It's like green. You can see this shit on the bottom. And I just, I want to jump over this gap. I want to, I want to do it in like, on like the thinner part of the gap. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I just jumped over a thing. <laughs> That's on the podcast. Um, yeah, man, but, uh, oh, my friend, so my friend Josephine, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you'll remember I was talking about her last time I was in Dublin and, uh, we were going to do a podcast together, but, um, we did like, we had a, a great conversation in a cafe, but it was just recording on my phone and, uh, there was too much background noise and shit and I, I couldn't cancel it out. So I had to delete it and this time I was going to do another one but I fucking sorry literally the only reason I bought microphones was to fucking do podcasts with people and I'm a fuck I just I left one of my microphones in Melbourne and I didn't even do it by accident it was a conscious decision that I made to be like I'm going to leave this here because my friend Luca's bringing microphones when we go to Edinburgh and we're going to do a podcast every day in Edinburgh I don't I only need one it'll be fine and then I get here and I'm like no that was the whole reason why I bought another fucking mic you stupid fuck fuck you double fuck idiot <laughs> really annoying um but uh Josephine's doing lovely man she got a uh, she got a girlfriend she did not get a girlfriend because she's straight straight as an arrow normal sorry Sorry, everyone. Bob's such a fuckhead. Um, <laughs> why do I feel the need to press those buttons? I'm like, I know it's a bad thing. I know you shouldn't say it and it hurts people, but just say it, man. Nah, it'll be fun. That's the devil on my shoulder. It'll be fun. Nah, it'll be fun. Go on, just say it. It'll make you feel good, and that's what's important. Making you feel good. you got to look out for number one. Look out for yourself. You deserve... It's like a little... A little bubble bath for your brain. Release those endorphins. Say the bad thing. <laughs> you know, I wasn't going to say another bad thing there. I've thought about it for a second. Um, <laughs> why don't you guys try and guess the word that I was thinking and then, and then write in. <laughs> don't. I'm sorry for making you say it now. Anyway, let, I'm fine. Let's get off this fucking topic. Just because I had a slip of the tongue, now suddenly I've started being like, how can I offend people without doing anything wrong? <laughs> Josephine got a uh, she just got a boyfriend she just started dating this guy and um, I met him and he's fucking gorgeous this guy oh my god and I said like she, I said that to her yesterday and she was like yeah all of my male friends like say the same thing like the dude is like stunning you know he's um, he's half Colombian uh, como como yo medio colombiano como yo um, like me, is what I'm saying. He's half Colombian, like me, but he's lived in Colombia for some time, and uh, his mum speaks Spanish, I believe. Um, 
He's got dreads and he's just got a beautiful face, you know. He's just a cool guy. Um, he plays um, he plays the GA, the GAA. I don't know what that stands for. Gaelic Association Arsball. Um, it's like their Irish sport, you know. He plays that. He plays soccer. And oh, he just seems like a fucking lovely guy, man. And we were in the park. Me and Josephine were in the park yesterday and she was just waxing lyrical about, you know, how she likes him and she's really happy and she hopes it goes well and... I hope he likes me as much as I like him and all this kind of stuff. It's really fucking sweet, man. Um, I'm super stoked for her for that. And it's just nice to come here and meet, you know, like... Uh, anyway, maybe we'll... Do, me, me and her might be doing an interview later. I'm going to try and record something on my laptop with my laptop speaker or headphones or whatever. Microphone. Um, maybe we'll talk about something. i got a, a music recommendation this week that I want to... Fuck, actually, I can't read that very well. Hold up. I think it says, it's coming home, it's coming home, it's coming home, it's coming, football's coming home, it's coming home, it's coming home, it's coming, football's coming home, <laughs> yes, it's coming home, it's coming <laughs> fucking it is though mate it fucking is it's coming home it's coming home son it's, it's only bloody well coming home isn't it I'm, I'm so excited for the football man um, tonight in Dublin France versus Belgium are playing and I mean that looks to be an amazing game I actually just met uh, a French girl and a Mexican guy who has lived in Paris since he was 13 so French as well basically I met them in my hostel. We got chatting, and uh, they're going to go watch the, the game tonight at a bar, which I think I'd heard of from some other people. I don't know, but I'm so pumped for that, man. I cannot wait to watch the game. Um, and I'm now that I'm watching it, I was probably going to go for Belgium, but now that I'm watching it with French people, I'm like, ah, fuck it, I'll go for France. I don't really give a fuck. One of those teams is going to win, and then uh, once England beat Croatia 2-0 in that semi-final... England just have to beat one team that's better than them. England are going in as favourites in the Croatia game, I think, as well, which is crazy. Croatia have such a strong team. Luka Modric, fucking... Um, oh, who's it? Subasic, the fucking keeper, is real good. Kovacic in the midfield. They, they don't really have, a, a like, a strong striker, though. Again, I mean, that's why it's so amazing that England have Harry Kane. That's like the striker. You know, look at the probably the two best strikers, like, out-and-out strikers... In the tournament, it's Harry Kane and Romelu Lukaku, and who are two of the two, two of the four teams in the fucking in the last four? Oh, and and um, Kylian Mbappe for France. You know, it's just like these are the guys. I mean, I guess Antoine Griezmann, but uh, yeah, he plays for France as well. Uh, probably the two best out and out forwards, out and out strikers are uh, Lukaku and Kane, and those are two of the teams. You know, it's just such an important thing to have a great fucking striker, man. Um, someone who can just just find a goal from somewhere, you know. I guess that maybe that's why England are kind of doing well. He's leading from the front. Um, maybe that's why they're going into this game favourites or off the back of the Sweden game. The Sweden game is very good. I actually that's right. I haven't spoken to you guys since last week. So, oh man, last week that fucking Colombia game when I went out to O'Neill's pub in Leytonstone, which by the way was incredible. Like. 
limbs, man. Fucking absolute limbs everywhere. Especially that Colombia game, because it was more tense than the Sweden game. Even though the Sweden game was like deeper into the tournament, the Colombia game was the first one when it was like, are they going to win? Are they actually as good as everyone's kind of feeling like or hoping they might be? And uh, they went up crazy. They got equalized against them. The mentality to be able to come back from that last-minute equaliser to play extra time and then to win on penalties was fucking huge. And when they scored that last... So my mate Dave, Dave Alfie Ward, who I need to have on this podcast, I think, at some point. Um, we were in the pub with all of his mates for that Columbia game, and I said, the third Colombian kick? I was like, this is... He's missing this. Jordan Pickford is saving this kick. And... Uh, and we were holding hands, and he said, he said the Lord's Prayer. Um, Holy Father, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who, uh, as we forgive those who sin against us. Uh, something our trespasses, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, for now and forever. Amen. That's it. I know the Lord's Prayer. Look at me go. Like a good little Christian bitch. Very sinister today on the pod. Um, yeah, he said the Lord's Prayer at the start of the, the start of the penalty shootout. And fuck it, I said it with him. I don't give a fuck, mate. I'm, yes, England, England, England. And uh, then the third, uh, the third uh, kicker came up for, uh, for Colombia and we were holding hands. And I was like, they're missing this one, mate. They are missing this one. And they did not miss. And that was after England had missed. I can't remember who missed. Jordan Henderson? Was it Jordan Henderson? I can't remember who missed the, uh, the, the third one for England. But then the fourth one went in, and then the fourth one for Colombia. Oh, no. It was the third one for Colombia missed. Third one for England missed. That's right. Colombia went first. Fourth one for Colombia against the fucking upright and crossbar, like on the corner. So he hit the post off. Fourth one for England, goal. That was Trippier. Fifth one for Colombia, saved. Pickford, amazing save. Fifth one for England. Who steps up? Eric Dyer. I love Eric Dyer. Eric Dyer loves me. (laughs) Eric Dyer steps up. Slots it away to the left. Keeper dives with it, gets a hand to it, but it hits the side of the net and it's go- it goes in, in, in off the side netting. And fucking absolute scenes, man. And that after that game, after that Colombian game, I mean, I when so when England scored the first goal, when Harry Kane put that penalty in, after the three minutes of fucking around on the spot with the fucking Colombian fucking cunts, really. I nominally would be going for Colombia, considering I've got Colombian blood, but that performance was fucking disgraceful, man. Some of the... Um, like The referee really lost control of the game at those stoppages, and the fact that there was three minutes in between when the, the penalty was given and when Harry Kane got to take it, and all the Colombians were trying to do was just harangue the referee and get around Harry and put him off his game. When he slotted that in, I tried to grab my drink because was, everyone was just going nuts, and I went to grab it on the top, and, like, I don't know what I was going to do, but I went to grab it and, uh, I like, the table kind of wobbled underneath it and it slipped out of my hand and was gone on the floor. I lost a whole pint when England scored that goal. You know what? I didn't give a fuck. Oh, 
oh man, it's really been an amazing week. So the um, that was the England game, and then the Sweden game Saturday afternoon in London, same pub. They got plastic cups. Thank fuck that time because the t- after the Colombia game, I don't know if you guys check out my uh, my Instagram feed, but uh, go onto my Instagram, Aiden Taco Jones on Instagram. And uh, check out my picture of the floor of O'Neill's pub after the Columbia game. It's shredded. It's covered in glass. It was insanity. So the Saturday game, they got plastic uh, plastic cups and shit. And, um, I mean, that was just an event as well. Sadly, I had to go. I had to go to uh, do my gigs. So I didn't really get to hang around and soak in the atmosphere as much as I would have liked. And that's why I'm really hoping that England win tomorrow against Croatia other than the fact that I just want my friends to be happy but I really want to get back and um and experience that last game man the World Cup final imagine England being in the World Cup final I'm still I'm still tipping England Belgium you know I I think Belgium will have too much I think they're too good of a team I, I don't think France are as cohesive as a team of a team and uh I don't think Kylian Mbappe will get that kind of space that he got against Argentina when he was running fucking rampant. Have you guys seen this motherfucker? Kylian Mbappe, the dude's 19. He's like, a, he's like, a, he's like the old Ronaldo, you know? He just is a, a bullet, man. He runs. Um, anyway, I really hope you guys give a fuck about the World Cup because uh, if you don't, then I don't know, man. I feel sorry for you, I guess. This has been... An amazing tournament. I'm I'm really gutted that there's three games, four if you include the second place playoff, a uh, third place playoff. But there's really only three games left. By the end, by by this time next week, when I do the pod next week, um, England are going to be champions of the world. It's kind of amazing. I've just spotted a lady looking at me. <laughs> I just waved to her. She didn't wave back. It's a weird garden to be sitting in. I wonder if you can see that I'm here talking to myself. Oh, what else was I going to talk about? I've got a, oh man, maybe I should talk about this. Look, trying to be like a professional comedian, which I think I am still trying. Like, I don't think I'm there yet. I tell people now that I am professional and I have been for the last year because I've, I've not had a job. But I really, like, I still don't feel like I'm making 100% of my living. Like, I'm still getting money from Centrelink and stuff. And I borrowed money off my mum this week to pay her back in a month's time because I still need to pay rent in Melbourne, all this kind of stuff. Oh, which brings me in a roundabout way <laughs> to, um, I might set up, oh, fuck, what are they called again? Patreon. I might set up a Patreon. Would you guys be into that? There's a fair few people listening to this podcast now. I'm trying to think of what extra bits of content I could put out for Patreon subscribers. But um, basically, I was talking to a friend yesterday uh, back in Melbourne and um, just as something to say, like I was just talking about how I was buying beans because, you know, I'm like, I'm dirt fucking cheap in, in Dublin right now. Um, I bought, <clears throat> I've been buying like five bean mix, like cans of like five bean mix, you know. And uh, I bought some parsley, tomatoes, red onions, and I like found some vinegar in the hostel and some salt, and I'm just making that into like a, a nice little bean salad there, which is like super high on energy and will last through the day, you know. And I was telling my friend like, oh, real poor right now, and she was like, man, if you ever need to borrow money, and I was like, thank you so much, that's really lovely, but I'm I'm fine, thank you. Um, and then I was just telling her like, oh yeah, 
getting this, like, I'm about to eat my bloody bean, bean salad or whatever. And she goes, give me your bank account details right now. And I was like, no, like, I'm, thank you, I'm fine. It's okay. Like, I know. She goes, you know, I'm not trying to do this, like, I'm not trying to come onto you or anything. Like, I'm just doing this because I think you're funny and you deserve to not be broke. And I was like, I know, like, you're a great person. Thank you. And, you know, I can tell that your heart's in the right place. And I, like, honestly, I may hit you up at some point if I know that you're fucking down to lend me money. But, like, I'm, you know, I'm not just going to take it just to take it because I'll just fucking spend it. And I really appreciate to know that there are those people there for me if I need. And she started getting angry. She was just like, give me your fucking bank details now. I'm not being it. Fuck you. I'm going to get really upset. It was really lovely what she was doing. Um, trying to make me feel bad for not letting her give me money. Um, that's a good salesman right there, you know. But um, I, I said I've, I'm going to make a Patreon. So if people want to give me money, if, they just, if they're just inspired by my story, um, yeah, if people want to give me money, I don't know. That's just like a, a, a nice fucking thing that you could do. I guess, if people feel sorry for me. It just is like a... It feels more legitimate than just giving someone my bank details, you know? I don't want to... I don't know. That feels fucking weird. But then again, it's like the whole thing. I think sometimes with like... Like you're more of an adult and you're more responsible if you take a loan from the bank, right? Because they're a third-party institution and you're... It's almost like you feel like you're not cheating. Like I, my mum is... is has worked hard and has a good job and earns good money and has money there if I ever need to borrow money, she's got it there, you know, which is great. I'm so lucky to have that. But it kind of feels like I'm cheating to use that because I know a lot of people, even people in my life and friends of mine don't have that as a luxury there um, or they're just better with money than me and they don't need to borrow money off people. And so I feel like by using that, I'm kind of cheating, you know, but that... I think is a like a false construct of our society and forgive me for getting all stonery fucking sitting in a shed taking acid given my diatribe vibe right now but like why is it better to take a loan from the bank from people who are actively trying to take money off you with that you're gonna have to pay back at a higher interest rate at, at an interest rate like for, to start off with you know and if you don't pay it back then they start rinsing you of fucking money and they don't care about you my mom cares about me and the bank actively don't care about me and they want to take my money but it's but it's better if i take money from the bank it's like that's a more adult thing to do it's not frowned upon you know and no one ever to be honest no one ever actually judges me for taking money from my mom plenty of people know about it and i'm telling you guys about it because i don't Feel, I don't think I should feel ashamed of it, but I do still on some level, you know. I still do feel shame of like it sucks to ask someone for money like that. And every, you know, every time I ask my mum for money, probably twice a year, and, uh, and I, I pay it back straight away as soon as I can, but it still feels shitty. And I mean, it should feel shitty, right? It's an independence thing, but it doesn't feel shitty to go to the bank and ask them for money. I guess because you're paying them for the service. Maybe that's what it is. Just, I don't know. It's it's some sort of like take responsibility for your own shit, blah, blah, blah. But it feels like that attitude is kind of injected into us, into into society 
so that the banks can make money. Because without that attitude, banks don't make money, you know? Without our need to feel independent and to, without my need to feel like a big boy, banks don't make the money that they do. And fuck banks. Aren't we supposed to be a generation of people who are saying fuck banks for fucking putting us in the financial mess that we're in right now in the global financial crisis and all of the inequalities that we're feeling in society and yet it's still frowned upon to cut the banks out of the lending system and just go from, you know, people who love you and trust you. I don't fucking know, dude. Does that make sense, what I'm talking about? Anyway, that's my justification for borrowing money off my mum. <laughs> Alright, so anyone who has a go at me, fucking... Bro, it's, it's Occupy. It's an act of defiance. This is an act of socialist defiance, borrowing money off my mum. <laughs> it's um this is what i try and do to make the system better yeah i'm really trying to reduce inequality by, <laughs> by concentrating wealth down uh, down generational lines <laughs> oh god everything I just, if i talk for long enough i just become my own fucking hypocrite you know my own worst critic Blah. <clears throat> but I borrowed some money off my mum and uh, I think what triggered it this is what I was going to talk about was fucking yesterday man I don't know I I can't tell who's in the wrong here one of these two fucking promoters and I think it's the first one yeah I, I reckon it's the first one basically I did a gig in Dublin in December did well didn't get paid the guy put me on I got vouched by another comic and he put me on and was like yeah cool uh, I did my 10, did great, and um, I have a message on Facebook from him going, yeah, that was great, mate, definitely get, get you back for, uh, for paid work next time. So I come back, I booked the set in like March, and he's like, yeah, but he was very vague about it. He was really hard to get in touch with, not really responding um, to Facebook messages. I had to hit him up like two or three times before he was like, yeah, 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 yeah totally, man, yes, yes, you've got a spot. And I put that in my diary, and then, uh, and then yesterday. Oh, so what? Sunday, Sunday. I go to confirm with him. No reply. Monday, I go to confirm, and I'm like, "Hey, mate, really, just I'm looking for a confirmation on this spot." And he goes, "Oh, yep. Yeah, uh, sorry, um, I'll let you know by 5 p.m." And I'm like, "Can't. I had this booked for in March. What do you mean 5 p.m.? I'm counting on this money." And then it gets to 5 p.m. and he goes, yeah, mate, great. You're down for 10 minutes unpaid. And I'm like, no, nah, dude. I mean, you said that I would be getting paid this time. I don't, you know. And he's like, he calls me and, and gives me this thing about, oh, the other guy, this other guy's coming in. He's trying to steal the club from me and it's my club. And, you know, blah, 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 blah. And he's a dick and this and that and some fucking bullshit. I don't fucking know. But long, long and the short of it is I'm, I'm doing fucking work unpaid again. Uh, I get to the club and this other guy's there and he's actually really lovely and very accommodating. He's like, mate, sorry for the mix-up. He didn't try and blame this other guy as well, which that actually I've just realised now is very telling. If one person's trying to blame the other guy and the other and the other guy who's being blamed is just going, throwing his hands up going, sorry, yes, there's been a mistake. I think the person who's trying to throw blame, that's normally the person who you're going to look at and go, you're the one who's fucking up or lying or talking shit right now, you know? Um, because that's some 
like masking tactic bullshit, right? Um, so I get there and the, the guy was very lovely who booked the gig and I did a set again, 10 minutes and it was good. And um, yeah, the new guy was like, yeah, man, next time you're back in town, I'll book you for a few spots. That was great. Thank you. Um, but I just, I was fucking fuming, man, because I, I want that fucking money, man. I, I did my, I did my 10 in December, but then again, that's just what this is. You know, that's what I was talking about being a professional comedian, which I'm not yet, but like, it's just a still an uphill battle. Every time, every time I come back to Dublin in particular, cause this has got, this city's got like a really good comedy scene and there's money to be made here for someone traveling like me from out of town. And every time I come back, I, I do the shows that I've booked and I'm like, next time. I've got a good base next time to come back and really clean up. Um, that's what I thought in May 2016. That's what I thought in December 2017. And I've come back this time and I've, again, not really cleaned up. I'm doing okay. I'll probably cover... What will I cover? I'll probably cover my food and accommodation, but I definitely won't cover that 136-pound flight. Um, but I'll probably cover my food and accommodation with the, with the money from the shows. But I'm hoping now, next year, I come back. I do maybe like 10, 12 days, Friday to Tuesday or something. That way I can do two weekends and like just keep growing it, you know? That'd be perfect. <sighs> yeah, I'm just getting to know more people in this scene. I don't know. That's what it's about, man. Doing those shows, knowing more people. Um, a bunch of random people have just come and started taking pictures of this fountain. I really thought I was in more of a secluded place than this not some sort of tourist hub. I don't know if you can hear that, but there's some there's some American lady yelling. <laughs> of course she is. Um, let me just walk over here real quick. The last thing I wanted to do was I did want to... Um, oh, last uh, music recommendation. Um, G-Love and Special Source. That was the last one, man. That's like an old song. I don't even know what got it back into my mind. I uh, I did realize yesterday that like there are a few songs that I kind of used to listen to a bunch when I was working in cafes that I, for some reason, have just kind of slipped away from my standard listening. You know, you have your like standard rotation or whatever. Um, there was one track, this track Spitshine by Earthboy, an Australian rapper, Earthboy, that when I was working, uh, making coffee, I would, the rhythm of me tapping the handle like against the machine, dun, 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 is the first beat of that song. Dun, 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 dun. And it like, so I would always play that song because I was working in coffee, hearing that beat all the time and it would kind of trigger me, you know? Um, but G-Love and Special Source, man, the, the um, self-titled album from I think 96, was another one of my staples when I was working in um, in the cafe in London, definitely. And uh, the song Blues Music off of that album is just fucking real cruisy, a great summer tune. Um, G-Love is a... Uh, he sounds disabled, you know? He's, like, just got this ridiculous voice. Um, I remember a friend of mine, Daniel Travers, in school going to see Pete Murray. Sorry, there's a motorbike there. Going to see Pete Murray and... Um, saying that G-Love uh, was, like, supporting him or whatever, and he was just a hick, you know, just like some redneck motherfucker um, talking real weird, playing goofy-ass songs. Um, I don't know, man, if you like the blues, if you like just 
low, like lay back in your seat next to a pool with a mimosa, that kind of music, right? Um, but still funky. You can still get down to it after dark as well. Check out G Love and Special Source. The track is called Blues Music. Um, you can find all of these songs as well on uh, Sitting Under a Tree 2018, the, sp- uh, the playlist on Spotify. Follow that. And if you've got any songs to add, Sitting Under a Tree listeners, chuck some songs on there for me to listen to and uh, maybe I'll chuck one on this playlist. Oh, other than that, I think that's it, man. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you've liked it, once again, if you've gotten to this point, um, iTunes, five-star rate me on iTunes. Fucking do it, cunt. <laughs> um, and uh, tell a mate, if you know one person who might like this podcast, maybe someone else who's come and seen me at a show, uh, if you've got friends or if you've got friends who you think might want to come and see me at a show, show them some of my videos on my website, aidentacojones.com. Um Show them this podcast. It is on iTunes. Some of my friends thought it wasn't on iTunes. It is on iTunes. So you can definitely listen to this on iTunes or um, it's on Libsyn or like whatever podcast platform you're listening to. Uh, It should be on there. If it's not, hit me up and tell me, man. I'm still kind of working on getting this out completely. But uh, yeah, that's the pod for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been Aiden Taco Jones sitting under a tree. Peace.